cliffcentral.com. George, what's been happening? I missed you last week. I wasn't here, and uh, I'm sure you guys had lots of fun and behaved very badly. But what do what do we need to know this week? Um, how's it, Gareth? Yes. So, uh, um, you know, the chip shortage has uh, yes. slowed down the ability for manufacturers to manufacture cars, causing prices to rise slightly, causing sales to fall. Uh, you know, the pandemic uh, has really impacted the motoring industry. There's another thing that's impacting the motoring industry at the moment, and it's starting. In Australia, there's at least a month's delay because of stink bugs in containers, which You're are joking. infesting the cars. Stink bugs. What? Like those stink ones, bugs. those, those stinkhochos that you get here in South Africa too, those ones. Yeah, if you, if you squash them, they stink. These ones? Yes. That, that's those what ones. they look like. Those things, they're very exactly. smelly. When last did you uh, step on one by mistake or like brush it off something and it pissed on you and made that smell? It's a horrible thing. <laughs> Don't laugh, it's a Leanne. Horrible, it's a horrible, horrible thing. <laughs> I've never killed one, so I don't know. Oh, my God. It's the worst. When I see them, you very carefully try to usher them out of the room. You treat them like, <clears throat> like, uh, like you would treat COVID. You put on a mask. You put on gloves. <laughs> very, very nice. They can be things. quick. They can, be, they can run. Those things are yeah. faster than you think. They, they, they're not a slow dung beetle. But typical of Australia putting stink bugs into the system when Australia has been trying to keep their own people at home and, and treated the rest of the world like stink bugs. So they're the ones who are to blame, huh? Well, that's starting there and, uh, you know, Australia doesn't manufacture cars or doesn't assemble cars, so they don't export cars. They're they only, manufacture they import, stink so. bugs, though. But now they're manufacturing stink bugs, exactly. No. So, uh, so they have to fumigate every container before the container is allowed into the country. And the, 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 the trouble with this is it's starting in other places in the world. So, uh, you know, from COVID to a stink bug problem. Yeah, this, but the supply thing is a major issue in America because obviously with Christmas coming up and December being the time when most of these deliveries and people have placed orders and they're expecting things to happen, uh, even the White House has been, been drawn into this. Mm. It's very messy. Okay. Very, 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 very messy. Then, uh, um, you know, you as a business, you want to continue to automate things. Okay. You, you know, if you, if, if there's, if there's something that you can take out of the system that a machine or a computer can do, you know, all of us want to do it. So, um, traffic cameras are no different. Right the way through to a tra- traffic camera taking a picture and then issuing the fine and sending the fine to the per- to the offender. Yes. And uh, in the UK, this gentleman by the name of David Knight was sent a fine for driving in the bus lane. Now, you know, uh, you're not allowed to drive the bus lane in the, in the UK. Yeah. And um, the CCTV camera uh, uh, sent him a picture of a lady walking down the road with a, a, a T-shirt on that said Knitter. Yes. When his license plate was in a KN19TER. Um, right. And the traffic camera mistake mistook this T-shirt <laughs> so, for his number plate. So here's the woman in the T-shirt. She's walking along the road, and that. <laughs> <laughs> so people thought, people thought, because this is his number plate, and there's the knitter on her T-shirt, and and they they gave Nighter. him they gave him a fine. Nine. Yeah, because the nine is covered by that bag of hers that she's wearing over her shoulder. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God! This is the kind of thing that would happen to Leanne. Imagine what me, it would probably be me in the photograph. Yeah, yes. so that's what I mean. You'd be in the photograph. 
But imagine receiving that in an envelope in your purse going, what? George, uh, well, pe- people are talking about this petrol price thing. Ruth says the petrol price is going sky high. What can we expect? Do you have any advice on that front? Um, I mean, the, 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 the reason is demand and supply. I mean, besides the, uh, the, the oil companies really controlling the petrol price, uh, you know, internationally, um, uh, it's a demand and supply issue. We're not driving enough to, to create, uh, um, you know, a situation where there's enough demand. So what happens in a situation like that? Petrol prices rise. Um, you know, so, so it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's not a surprise. That uh, that petrol prices are increasing, and plus our uh, our exchange rate is is part of the problem. Well, Thurance wants to know: in the Western Cape, are there these rumours going around? Are they true about a shortage of petrol at petrol stations, especially in the Western Cape? I haven't heard of this. No, I, I heard I that while I was down there. I was, I was there on the weekend, which like people were talking about. I wouldn't worry about it, Thurance. I, I think most people in the Western Cape just are boring and have nothing to talk about. So I think that's why they talk about okay. the petrol price. Don't worry about that. It's, an, it's not a thing. <laughs> Yeah, please. Um, so, uh, um, besides this, uh, this knitter problem, um, um, a speed camera in France snapped a picture of a cyclist on the Tour de France exceeding the speed limit. Hmm. So this is not uh, this is not only in the UK, and so a local sporting goods store um, sent sent long distance runners out to test this camera, and they ran past the camera, and the camera photographed the runners as well. Okay, so here's what we do: and so you have to run more than sixty k's an hour. Well, no, no, no. Uh, apparently, some speed limits are much lower. So Corona's Boring says you could totally troll people by getting their number plate printed on a T-shirt and then running up and down past a camera in a very slow zone. That's a good idea. It'd be the perfect way to break up with someone. You, you know, like I've always said, the, the way to do it is you, you, you like take the back of their earrings. But this is, this is the next level of like screwing you long term, right? Oh, it's awesome. You take the back of their earrings. So, you, you know, you know, when earrings, yeah. like you have to connect it. I don't know what it's called. The butterfly. The, the, back, the, yeah. butterfly. Yeah, the butterfly. Yeah, you take those, you know, little inconvenient things when you break up with someone. You should take those from her drawer. Yeah, you, thought yeah, yeah. you are a psychopath. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What a I strange, you, what yeah, a tenno, strange, tenno. vindictive, mean, uh, spiteful thing to do, Mbulelo. Like to steal the back of the earrings. You son of a bitch. You, what a compliment. I've never been impressed. I've never been less impressed with a human being than I am with you right at the moment. That is so childish. This is genuinely one of the nicest things anyone's ever said about me. Okay. <laughs> what you've just said now. Oh my god. A horrible person. Thank you. I brought you coffee yesterday. That's the last time I'm doing that. <laughs> no, you offered me sugar though, and I was not happy about that. Oh, that was a, that so was that was like of, honey. Talk like, about a gift horse in the mouth, George. George, Leanne, everybody else. If I brought you a cup of really good coffee from a coffee shop which I know Mbulelo approves of, because he's very important, he approves of certain. Oh I bring him this coffee. Oh. Right, it's a it's a nice cappuccino that's been lovingly made by a guy called Socks down the road at a coffee shop. I bring it for Mbulelo. I put it on his desk. I go, "Good morning." He looks at it and he looks at the sugar next to it. And he goes, "What is this? Why? How dare? <laughs> no, thank you. No, nothing. Like, how dare you bring me this?" Uh, that's the last time that's going to happen. No, thank last you, Gareth. Thank you. I'm grateful for the coffee. It was it was very nice. Oh, your you. poor mother and sister. I mean, don't try and kill me with your the sugar. Your poor mother and sister who are living with you at the moment, are they going to leave sooner than you think? <laughs> Anybody who wants to get into my good books, just bring me good coffee.
Yeah, I'll bring. You know what, George? I'm going to bring it to you next time. I'm not going to waste it on uh, ungrateful Mbulelo. Oh my goodness! Anyway, all right. What else you got, guys? Um, then uh, talking about number plates in America, um, the uh, one of the cities called Maine um, is trying to eradicate their um, uh, their very liberal laws around number plates. Apparently, you can put anything on a number plate in Maine, and uh, and they have four hundred instances of swear words on number <laughs> plates, but not just swear words where you know it's f dot 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 you. The entire word is right. uh, is on the number plate and. Uh, now this is causing a problem because they have to now stifle freedom of speech, but also um, um, allow, not allow the vulgarism on the on the number plates. Uh, I mean, it's only a problem if you actually like if your wife's name is Carol and you're like, fuck you, Carol, on your number plate. Otherwise, it should be fine, though, because, you know, kids are going to hear those words. I love the way we're protecting people from swear words. This is where it all started. I've always had a problem with cancel culture, even when there wasn't a cancel culture and it didn't have a name. Those old, you know those tunnies in South Africa that were usually with a big hair that kind of goes like this over their faces or whatever. Um, those tunnies who always would say, I see, like a failed, yeah, he's like a failed word to gebruik nie. You know, those kind of people, like, they're disapproving of me. Oh, do you have to use such vulgar language? Don't you have a good vocabulary? And I'd say to them, yes, I do, but sometimes the best word is fuck. Um, there's some there's some research that shows that there is uh, intelligence with people that yeah, curse. That's right. That's, you look I'm pretty that. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly, George. Uh, everybody can go and do their own research on this. I'm glad George brought this up. It's a peer-reviewed study on how the higher your IQ, the more you use swearing. And they're all those very sensible people who don't approve of swearing, you know, I, I, all of them, to a person, are dreary beyond belief. Uh, they are all... And so Maine, which is a state in America, I hope you come to your senses. Let people put whatever they want on their number plate. It's not going to hurt you. And if your children see it, you don't have to cover their eyes because guess what? When they go to school, someone's going to use exactly that word while they're at school. I it's have a theory around, around swearing that for me it makes logical sense. I'm probably going to get into trouble for saying this, but so what? Um, um, so would you give your child alcohol if they're underage? The answer is generally no. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't answer that one, Gareth. Um, the answer is generally no. You wouldn't give your child alcohol. It's illegal, blah, blah, fish-based. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so would you hide the bottles? Probably not. You try and teach your child that drinking underage is a bad idea. Right. So when you hide something from a child, what do they do? They seek it out. That's right. So if you hide swearing from a child, guess what's going to happen? It's going to become the most foul-mouthed little bastard in the world. And they're not going to swear in front of you. So you're never going to know. Yeah, exactly. Well, Kenny says, I mean, this is, you know, so we know where Kenny's coming from. Please don't swear on the show. You're making a noise to us and we don't want to follow. Your discussion is very important. As a rule, there should be no vulgar language on the show. Let's use good language. Okay, Kenny. I apologize. We will reform. Kenny, you're right. So rude. Um, I, I, I've got one final story, but before, before I get there, um, you know, I generally don't, uh, don't, um, don't curse because of respect for other people, but, sure. uh, I, um, I, I do it in my everyday life for, you know, with people that, uh, that, that don't mind it. Right. Like, because of people you don't really respect that's anyway. Okay. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> it's nice like your friends and your loved ones and. Yeah. But it's nice of you to, to, yeah. to clear that up because, you know, some people, 
you do. It's a respect for other people, which clearly someone like me, I just don't have any. So. <laughs> And then, uh, and then, very finally, Gareth, uh, there was an elf oh. in Colorado, Denver, Colorado, uh, two hundred seventy-two kilogram. Uh, sorry, not elf, elk. Um, in Denver, I was going <laughs> to say, George. I, I mean, say- I, know, I know Christmas is coming up, but wow! Now you're telling us about elves. I mean, and, and that, oh. elf, that elf had to be really backed up to weigh that much. It's really silent for a few seconds, Santa's and then I realized. Elf. Bloody hell, what's he eating? <laughs> so a 272 kilogram elk in Denver, Colorado, walking around with a tire on the poor thing's neck for two years. <laughs> two years. Two years. And then they finally tranquilized this elk uh, and then had to cut its antlers because they couldn't cut through the tire's steel belt. Oh, oh I've got a very, so, I've got uh, a very bad picture of this, but I can put it up if you want to see the elk. An elk. Brackets, miss brackets. Uh, let me just. It's not Peter Dinklage wearing a Christmas <laughs> Santa suit. It's not an elf. That's an elf. Yeah, we've cleared this up okay, now, got it, got Please, it, it's very it. embarrassing. We don't want to go back there. People are already confused. And then you know you get into that whole thing: midget, dwarf, elf. People get very offended. Oh, bloody hell. Upset a lot of people. Yeah. Here's the elk. Time is short, Gareth. We must move on. Shame. Look at the elk. Oh. See, it looks the... quite pretty though. It's a nice accessory. Yeah, I'm sure it was very annoying for the thing. How long had it been walking around to this? Two years. Two years. Oh, two years. Bloody That's not nice. Mm. Oh, shame. That's no. terrible. Now, now having said that, elk meat is maybe the, oh, I don't know, we have the best meat in the world, but it is some of the best steak you can eat. So <laughs> if you ever get to eat an elk you, steak. You are really going out of your way to upset the animal rights people today, aren't you, Mulelo? That's, that's oh, good. Well. Yeah. All right. All right, George, thank you very much. Cliffcentral.com.